as many of you know, this past Thursday, Rabbi Shapira brought together 13 pastors and rabbis from literally around the world to do a day of prayer and fasting and teaching on repentance. And I was blessed to have the uh, 5 o'clock uh, central hour and was able to share. And uh, Rabbi Shapira, after I was done, he said, you need to share this with your congregation. And so since Donna was here to do the Torah reading, and she said, that's a great job, I am going to share that because I think it's important that we hear and prepare um, what is going on as we see what's happening around the world. Guess what? God is still in charge. God is under control. And the scripture tells us that we as the chosen can, can literally shorten the days of the plagues. Um, the question is, are we in the end days? I always said it was. Are we starting to see the birthing pains? This very much well could be the, just the beginning of what's to come. And when you look at the Scripture, it's very important that we understand what's going on. In the book of Matthew, chapter 24, we're going to be starting in verse 3. And I want to share really all the way through to the end of the chapter because it's such an important time that we have to understand what is going on around the world. This is the type of message that we won't need the laugh button because it's a very serious message. And it's something that we have to understand as our world as we've known it has changed. In a twinkling of an eye, we don't know what is to come, but you know what? We do know that we're to proclaim the good news throughout the land, and we can stand on His Word. And guess what? No weapon formed against us shall prosper, says the Lord. And these are the times that we come together as not only a nation, but as a people, and as brothers and sisters in the Lord to help one another. And this is, where, this is a time for us to be able to, show, to shine the love of Yeshua. This is the time that you give your neighbor a roll of toilet paper because they didn't prepare. See, the Scripture tells us that in the end days, the, you had the ten virgins, right? Five with the oil and five without. We need to be prepared. If you are prepared, you will weather through this storm. This is not an issue that we have to deal with. But I want to read from the Scripture because this gives us such a good understanding of what's going on and why it's important as we as believers, both Jewish and Gentile, keep the Torah, keep the commandments, because this is what God has told us to do. Because guess what? In the end days, many believers will fall astray to the false prophets. But those that are chosen, those that understand and have read the Word and know the Word, guess what? You will not be led astray. Starting in verse 3. It says, As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things happen? What will be the signs of your coming and the end of the age? Yeshua answered them, Be careful that no one leads you astray. So what do we need to know right now? We need to know that the world is going to try to lead us astray. They're going to try to tell us that God is not in control, that we don't need to seek God, we, need to, we don't need to worship God, we need to worship man. We know the truth is that we need to worship God. We need to make sure that the world doesn't lead us astray. Verse 5. 
For many will come in my name saying, I am the Messiah and will lead many astray. That is a key thing here. We're going to see the body of believers shrink. You know, these, what I call them the, the, the uh, you know, cl- clubhouse community type, you know, social uh, group uh, believers out there that only go to churches and synagogues to be, quote, seen and under, you know, and, 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 and praised and have the little click groups but aren't really studying the word. Guess what? Those are the ones that get pulled astray. But God is telling us, be careful about that. He goes on. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed. For this must happen, but it is not yet the end. So guess what, people? It's going to get worse than this. We're going to see things happening like never before. These are only the beginning of the beginning of the birthing pains. And we can see what it's doing already. This, I really want to call it a plague. Uh, you know, this pandemic is literally reaching around the world. And if it wasn't for, I believe, those righteous ones who were standing up and praying and interceding, that it could be even worse than it is. It goes on to say, For nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. It was amazing just the other day. We had an earthquake in uh, Washington, Utah, thank you, out there somewhere, right? So we're already seeing these types of things happening. We're seeing famines in the sense that you know, people are lining up to buy food. There's gonna be, you know, even though our leadership is telling us there's no shortage of food, but yet we're acting as if there's famines on us. Verse 8. But all these things are only what? The beginning of birth pains. Then they will hand you over to be persecuted and will kill you. So guess what? Guess who's going to be blamed for what's going on? Believers. We're going to see this and they're going to be going against us. You will be hated by all the nations because of my name. So by stating as a believer in Messiah... We're going to see hatred come to us. And then many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. We're going to see the decline of the body of believers. Because guess what? God came for his chosen. Yeshua was very clear when he said in Matthew 5, 17 through 19, See, I have not come to abolish the Torah of the prophets. I have not come to abolish, but to bring to perfection. And those who keep my commandments and teach others to do so will be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. And those who do not will be considered least in the kingdom of heaven. We need to make sure that we don't fall astray. If you know the word, you will not be led astray. Because you know the truth, and the truth is what sets us free. It's not the lies out there. The lies entangle us and pull us down. But this is the importance of what's going on with this. Verse 12. Because lawlessness will what? Multiply. The love of many will grow cold. So I want to say here a second. The lawlessness, what does that mean? People are going to turn away from the Torah. That's the, what is the law? The law is the Torah, right? So lawlessness means without Torah. More and more people are going to go away from the Word of God, and the love for one another is going to grow cold. 
but the chosen will stay firm. Verse 13. But the one who endures to the end, what? Will be saved. So that's what we as believers, as strong believers in the Lord, as one who understands the word, who understands what it means to follow the Torah and the commandments, be it Jewish or Gentile, we're the ones who are going to be saved in the end. Why? Because we're not going to be led astray. We're not going to fall for the one that says, look, the Messiah is over here or he's over there. We're going to stay firm in the word. Next verse. This good news of the kingdom shall be proclaimed in the whole world as a testament to all the nations, and then the end will come. You know, this plague is affecting everywhere around the world. But what happens when God starts to heal people supernaturally? And I believe that can absolutely happen, that God will can shorten this, and that people will turn to him. But we know it has to take place. It says, so when we see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of in the, through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. The one on the roof must not go down to take what is in his house. The, and the one in the field must not turn back to his to get his coat. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. Pray that your escape will not happen in winter or when on Shabbat. This tells us right there, this is a clear understanding in Matthew that the Torah is not done away with and that Shabbat is not done away with. Even to the very end of time, we must keep Shabbat. I believe this is going to be a sign for the body of believers of the church as an awakening to come back to keeping the Sabbath. We need to see and understand what is going on here as God is getting ready to move in a mighty way. Too many nations have gone against Israel. I believe that's one of the reasons why we have this plague. With BDS, you know, the, 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 I, I, my, I'm telling you, my heart's desire is I pray that Israel is the one who comes up with the vaccine first. And those countries and those churches like the Presbyterian Church will have to say, uh, they have to make a decision, won't they? Do they continue to boycott Israel or do they just get this one thing? Let them stand on their word, right? They want to be, uh, you know, let's boycott them, boycott them, boycott them. Well, good. Then Israel should say to you, I'm sorry, we can't give you these vaccines. But we know Israel is stronger than that. But God is showing the world that he is in control. Not to forget the Sabbath. Go on to verse 21. For then there will be a great trouble... Such has not happened since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever will. Again, these are just the birthing pains. And unless these days were cut short, no one would be delivered. Right? So in other words, these days, what we're seeing happening right now, if they weren't cut short, no, everyone in the world would die. You know, they're, 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 they're putting out news right now that 
50% of the people in California, half the population is going to catch this virus. This. But here, what we're seeing here is, guess what? The days will be cut short. And, and why? For the, but for the sake of the chosen, those days will be cut short. God's not cutting it short for the unsaved. He's cutting it short for those that are saved and that are chosen to be able to go through this. We need to stand firm on the word of God. We cannot go astray. Next verse. Then, if anyone says to you, look, there's the Messiah, or here he is, do not believe. Why? We know how our Messiah is returning. Right? He's not going to change anything. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and show great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the chosen. But guess what? It's not possible. Do you know why it's not possible? Because the chosen know how he's coming back. The chosen know that our Messiah was raised into the, into the heavens, and when he comes back, guess what? He's coming back riding on a horse with a shofar in one hand, a sword in the other, and his seat seat bouncing off of his legs. He's not going to be out in the wilderness. He's not going to be over here or over there. He's going to be from up above. So don't be led astray. So, to, so I have told you beforehand, verse 26, so if they say to you, look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms. Do not believe it. For just as lightning comes from the east and flashes as far as the west, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. Our Messiah is returning just like he told us. We're going to know there will be no doubt. You will not have to say, hmm, I look it up in heaven and there's a man riding on a horse. Kind of looks Jewish. I wonder if that's Messiah. That will be the Messiah. Do not worry. You will know. For whoever the carcass is, there will be vultures, and the vultures will gather. But immediately after the trouble of these days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heaven will be what? Shaken. Verse 30, then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in where? In heaven. And then all the tribes of the land will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with the power and great glory. He will send out his angels with, with a great what? Shofar blast. And they will gather together what? His chosen. Do you see what the key word is? Chosen. From the four winds. From one end of heaven to another. God is coming back for his chosen. There's going to be a lot in the body of believers that are going to fall out. You know, I'm looking out right now. We have about three or four people sitting in the chairs. And that's how it might be in the end day because they're the chosen ones. Not in our congregation, it'll be full because all of our people know the truth. But in churches throughout the world, that pastor's going to be preaching to two or three people. 
And those are the ones who've really been watching us online, I think. But we're not going to go there. But what we see here is a time of God calling us to back to his word. Calling us to understand what is going on. And that we can't be afraid of what's happening. Because guess what? It's getting worse, isn't it? goes on to say, now learn the parable. This is one of my favorite parables. This is one of the... In fact, this parable is one of the first sermons I ever did is off of this parable. Because this parable is so important because it shows us what God is doing. Remember, a parable tells us there's a different meaning, right? So he said, learn the parable from the fig tree. Who's the fig tree? Fig tree has always represented Israel, right? When its branches become tender and it puts forth leaves, you will know that summer is near. So also, when you see all these things, know that it is near, that what is near at the door, that the kingdom of heaven at the door is, is coming back. Amen, I tell you. I love in the NIV, it says, I tell you the truth. Meaning what? When does God ever lie to us, right? God doesn't lie to us. He's telling us this is important. The generation, this generation will not pass away until all things happen. You know, I always thought maybe it was the generation that saw Israel once again as a nation. But even in 1947, its capital was what? Tel Aviv. It wasn't until two years ago that the world is now recognizing Jerusalem as the true capital of Israel. Israel's always recognized it, right? But what's going to happen says Jerusalem, if we had read back further... Uh, Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. I think we're seeing this happen. In what generation? This generation that sees it. The generation in the, in the Bible is 40 years, 70 years, or 120. I don't know which one it is, but guess what? Something's happening. We are in those end days, and we're seeing those starts of those birthing pains. It says, heaven and earth will pass away, but what? My words, my Torah will never pass away. Think about this. God's Torah will make it through all of this. His word is unshakable. He doesn't change a jot or a tittle. Go on to the next verse. But of that day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven nor the Son, except the Father alone. For just as the days of Noah were so, we will be coming, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day of Noah, to the day Noah entered the ark. Think about this. Marriage, weddings are being postponed. Funerals, people are told not to go. We've never had this happen in our lifetime. Even viruses like uh, HIV and others that have killed millions, nothing like this has ever happened. Verse 39. And they did not understand until the what flood came and swept them all away, 
So it shall be as the coming of the the Son of Man. There are people that are still not getting what's going on in the world. Right? They're they're thinking, oh, this is a conspiracy and uh, this is all made up. Right? But what we're seeing take place is God preparing us. We have to be ready. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken up and one will be left. Two women will be uh, grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay alert, for you do not know what, what the day your Lord is coming. We need to be prepared at all times. But know this that if the master of the house has known what time the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and, and not let him the house be broken into. So you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. Then, who then is the faithful and wise servant? Who is the master, who the master put in charge of his household to give them food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whose master finds him so doing when he comes. We need to be prepared is what the scripture is telling us. We need to be ready for what's about to happen. What we're seeing going on around the world is nothing. We cannot lose faith in God. We will see the Son of Man soon returning. A man, I tell you, his master will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if the wicked servant says in his heart, my master has taken a long time, and he begins to beat his fellow servants, and he eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of the servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and what an hour that he does not know. In other words, we can't let our guard down. We can't start going to what, what the world says. We need to stay true to the word and what it's telling us to do. And he will be cut into two and assigned his pieces with the hypocrites where there will be what? Uh, what? When, weeping and gnashing of teeth. We know where the gnashing of teeth comes from. That's from those who aren't there, is it? But we're going to see a move of God happen. I believe that more will be chosen. I believe that, yes, those will go, there will be many that are led astray, but guess what? That core believer... That one who knows the word. That one does not have to be afraid. Because that's what's going to set them free. To know the truth. To know the understanding and the power of God. You know, it's interesting that the corona, the word literally means that when when you look in Hebrew, that word means crown. And when this virus, it looks like a crown. But guess what? We need a true truly crown the true King of King and Lord of Lords, our Messiah Yeshua, who can destroy this plague, who can shorten it because of the chosen. 
We need to stand up. We need to pray and seek the Lord as we go before his word. Don't be ashamed of the gospel, for it's a salvation for everyone who believes, to the Jew first and then to the nations. We must share the good news around the world. We must not be afraid. I want to encourage you out there. We're going to end in a minute with prayer. But I want to encourage you, if you know people who are are sick from this prayer, you need to start praying for their healing. Pray that God will supernaturally touch them. Because you know what? That's what will take the, 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 the eyes off a man in this situation and put it back on God. Let us see miracles take place. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. Abba, Father, we just come before you right now. Lord, I want to pray, first of all, for those out there that are watching. Maybe you're watching it live or recorded. If you are watching here, you hear what's going on around the world, and you are not saved, I want to tell you right here and now, you have an option to make. You can choose good and be part of that chosen, or you can have grinding and gnashing of teeth in those end days as, they, as you follow Satan. And I want to give you the option right now. You can just, we're going to, I want to pray that prayer of salvation. Wherever you are around the world, you can pray it with me. And we ask you, if you do this prayer for the first time, to contact us on the information you see on the screen and let us know. But I want to pray it right now. You can repeat it right after me. Abba, Father, I have sinned against you. Lord, I ask you into my heart. Lord, make me a new creature. Lord, let me stand with you. Lord, I want to be one of your chosen. I believe that Yeshua died and rose again and is sitting at your right hand. And because he intercedes for me today, I can live. I ask this in your son Yeshua's name. Amen. Again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, let us know. We want to rejoice with you in this decision. But I also want to pray for those right now who are maybe watching this and have friends, loved ones, maybe even yourself who are uh, being affected by this virus. We want to see healings take place right now. Abba, Father, we just come before you right now. Lord, and we know that you can shorten this plague. And, Lord, we're asking as believers in your son Yeshua, through your son Yeshua, that you will shorten these, this plague for us. Lord, we want to see supernatural healings take place. Lord, man has not been able to come up with a cure, but, Lord, by your stripes we are healed. And, Lord, we just ask right now that you start supernaturally healing those. And, Lord, let it be a, a, a sign to the world that you are truly the King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, we repent for what we've done against you as an individual, as a people, as a nation, and as a world. Lord, we just come before you right now humbling, ask for your atonement. Lord, show us what we need to do to correct where we have gone astray. Lord, we ask this in your Son, Yeshua's name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. And around the world, you can give the Lord a hand. Amen. Amen.